<laughs> Coming from the other side of darkness, this is Holiday, and you're listening to the only podcast that calls it right down the middle, the whole reppin' show. <laughs> and now, the wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle, the whole reppin' show. Everyone, welcome to yet another exciting edition of the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. The whole ref and show. My name is Perry Smith, and my name is Darren Beasley. Darren Beasley, this is episode seventy-nine. Seventy-nine. Won't you come along, Darren? I have. I will, and I have. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're with us. I'm glad you're with us here. Hashtag dear listeners. Uh, for some of them, wrestle views and wrestle news. You know we have them here. On the whole ref and show, the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. You know who's calling them that? We are. We are. That's right. That's what we do. Hey, Perry, you know what else we do? What else do we do? We call it right down the middle. We call it right down the middle. Yes, we do. You know why? Huh? You know what? Why? Huh? Because. Someone has to. Right. Well, because we are the only (laughs) wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. This is true, very true, and we're getting closer and closer to WrestleMania, ladies and gentlemen. So plenty of stuff going on between here and then, between here and eternity. Uh, Mark Henry is the latest name to be added to the long list, the ever-growing list for Hall of Fame inductees for WrestleMania time. Also, we got some news about who is inducting the Dudley Boys into the Hall of Fame. Uh, we're going to talk about the ultimate deletion that took place on Raw this past Monday. We're going to talk. <laughs> we're going to talk about the quote greatest Royal Rumble uh, that is yet to come, but it will be. It will be a network exclusive, so you might actually see it happen. Unlike that Starcade, of course. You know who's uh, calling it the greatest Royal Rumble? <laughs> that they are. They assume. They, it, are. they assume it will be. Uh, also, a couple people that have been cleared to return to the squared circle, uh, one being uh, a very large man, a big man, and one being a very little man. Uh, most of you probably know about uh, Daniel Bryan getting the okay, the go-ahead, to go ahead and come back to the uh, ring, so we're excited about that. We're going to talk about that. Uh, also, of course, again, get close to WrestleMania, so we got to talk about all the WrestleMania happenings and our usual segment, WrestleMania Roundup. You mean the the WrestleMania drive-by? No, I mean the roundup. Right, the drive-by. Regardless, before we can talk about any of that stuff, the very first place we got to start is the beginning. We call them... The WrestleMania Drive-By. No. Oh, 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 oh. Headlines. So the list of Hall of Fame 2018 inductees is ever-growing. It's becoming a pretty big class, but they've got room for one more, and that one more is Mark Henry, Darren. Mark Henry, world's strongest man, world's Hall of Famest man. (laughs) That's right. Well, at the very least, he is sexual chocolate. Correct. Correct, Amundo. I don't think chocolate should be sexual, but it is, and it is embodied by Mark Henry. You know, well, 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 I, you, you know, uh, Darren, well, Darren, you do know that uh, chocolate does release the same endorphins that sex releases. That's why a lot of people get addicted to chocolate, because it's it basically simulates uh, affection in the brain. The same the same uh, areas of the brain are affected the same way that would be if you had a lover. So instead of a lover, just go buy some Oreos. You're good to go. Um. Uh, I, I, uh, I'm going to go ahead and disagree. <laughs> no, it's the same thing, Darren. It is it's, the same it's thing. It's not. It's really, it's really very different, actually. Okay. okay. Um, this is science. I, Don't argue science, Darren. I would say that it's like apples and oranges, but no, it's more like chocolate and sex. <laughs> right. You see how they're different? 
You know what that means? That means they're different. Right. Whereas apples and oranges are kind of the same thing, right? In the same ballpark, at least. Apples and oranges. Oh, apple. Right. They're fruit, at least. What is you? You were so adamantly disagreeing with me. uh, You thought I was saying that sex and chocolate are the same thing. Okay, okay, okay. No, no, no. I, I was. I, I like it though because uh, it's sexual chocolate. So it's sex and chocolate. It's covering both bases. You got to respect that, Darren. Well, I guess uh, sex and chocolate, sex and candy. I, Marcy Playground might uh, respect that, but <laughs> yes. I don't have to. I don't know if Marcy Playground will respect it. But they will smell it. Right. RC Playground smells sex and candy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that song. Uh, so Mark Henry's going into the Hall of Fame. So do, do you think that's too soon for Mark Henry? He's now at his, what, the end of his 20-year guaranteed contract. Uh, one of the only people to ever get that. Exactly. And actually, I think he's a couple years beyond that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he resigned or if he's just sort of one of those dangling participles. Uh, I'm not sure where Mark Henry's contract status uh, stands right now. But uh, you're right. He did have an unbroken, unwavering long-term contract 20 years 20 years the only other person to get that i think like in one fell swoop was bret hart and you see that that didn't work (laughs) but mark henry man good to the last drop they squeezed all the chocolate out of him they could and all the sex (laughs) i mean and about four or five other iterations of the mark henry character yeah and um, so, I don't know. That's a good question. Is it too soon? Is it too soon? Um, the fact that he has surpassed the end of a 20-year contract, maybe not. I think it's all right for him to go in. The, the thing, if it's too soon, it's because we have seen him so recently. Right. Not that his career was too short. You know me. I have two major too soon. My two major too soon complaints have always been Eddie Guerrero and Edge. And I understand why, from WWE's perspective, they each went in. Untimely death, untimely early retirement. I get it. I disagree. I think they went in too soon. I think that based on longevity, based on career accomplishment, visibility, profile... Uh, and and other accomplishments, Guerrero and Edge both had Hall of Fame careers. I just didn't like them going in when and how they did. It's okay. It's okay. I understand. I agree. Um, You do. You agree. I do. I do. I'm really okay with Mark Henry going out of the Hall of Fame. Uh, I feel like Mark Henry nowadays, more so known for his behind-the-scenes work, a lot of charity stuff. Uh, Mark Henry, like, legit seems like the nicest guy on the planet uh, who loves doing things for children. Um, As far as, like, in the ring, he was never really a great wrestler. Um, I mean, he wasn't, like, you know, some technical genius. But, I mean, obviously he was the world's strongest man and could back it up. And that guy was super strong and super tough. And when he became champion, he was definitely a credible champion because he was a credible threat. Um, And uh, I actually liked that era, that very short era of Mark Henry being champion, if it happened now, I, I'd I'd kind of be on board for it, to be honest with you, because <laughs> Mark Henry, he he's starting to become he's starting to become like a senior after this whole twenty year stint uh, in the WWE. Like he's become like he's basically the next Glenn Jacobs to me. Like he he's a guy who's just been there forever, and like you have to respect him because he was always there, always the best he could. You know, did what he was told, and uh, you know did did great work. So I I'm all for him going in. It is odd, though, because it, it, I mean, him showing up was like 97, 98, so it does seem like it was yesterday. i got to remind myself, 20 years ago is not yesterday anymore. So, Mark Henry, let's do the hop! Let's go to the hop. Let's go to the hop, oh, baby. I know, man. Uh, it 
does, in a weird way, it seems like it was yesterday that we had the uh, world's strongest man, the Olympian, with his big, goofy smile sitting in the crowd on Monday Night Raw. And you think about all the versions of Monday Night Raw that dude has seen, all the champions that have come and gone during this tenure uh, of Mark Henry. It's a, it's a Hall of Fame career, that's for sure. Yeah. The spirit of Mark Henry endured <laughs> through the 20 <laughs> years. Um, yeah, I mean, I always remember Mark Henry when he first started, and he was a baby face, and they threw him in the nation domination, and that was a really good fit for him. I think they gave him something to do immediately. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, always, I've always been fine with Mark Henry. You know, we, we'll forget that uh, X-Pac once did blackface on Raw, uh, pretending to be <laughs> Mark Henry and the rest of DX, uh, including Triple H, kind of did the same thing. Uh, it was it was a different time back then. It was a different time back when you know the Rock, but back when the Rock called Kane the Big Red Retard, and that was okay. Uh, you know that whole thing. So things have definitely changed at uh, WWE over the years. Oh, man, I I miss inappropriateness. Nah, <laughs> I do miss people getting hit in the face with a chair. Um, but uh, I will say that. Uh, more Hall of Fame news. We find out the Dudley Boys are being inducted by Edge and Christian. I think this is a miscarriage of justice. Uh, <laughs> it's not really. I just I wanted something really stern to say. Um, to me, only Paul Heyman can induct the Dudley Boys. And the fact that it's Edge and Christian, and, and I, I complained about this when they first went in, when we saw like the, the video package of the Dudley Boys' career, and it was like 80%, oh man, those TLC matches with Edge and Christian and the Hardy Boys. And I was like, no, no, all the ECW stuff, everything else they did. Um, so I'm not happy about this, because it kind of puts a spotlight on Edge and Christian. Whatever they can cart out Edge and Christian... And go, look at these guys. They'll always do it, right? And kind of like make them the point. And it's like, no, they're not the point. The Dudley boys are the point. Oh, absolutely. If not Paul Heyman, Joel Gertner. Right, right. Joel Gertner would have been an excellent uh, inductor. But I'm sure Vince McMahon is like, who? Who the hell is Joel (laughs) Gertner? Right. By now, I think think, uh, McMahon only knows who Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns are. And that's it. He doesn't know who his children are, Triple H, just Lesnar, and uh, Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Well, that's for sure. That's the only thing he's concerned with. That's That seems for damn sure. Edge and Christian, I get it. It's not They're not a bad uh, inducting team. Uh, it's just not what, like we've already just, not what you and I would do. It'd be Heyman. It'd be Gertner. It'd be something that said who the Dudleys really were. I'm not denying the great, amazing, revolutionary, groundbreaking, innovating, eye-popping, earth-shaking accomplishments they had in the WWF and the WWE. But they continued to do that as Team 3D over in TNA. They did it in New Japan. None of that's going to get mentioned at all. So at least... Give some credence to their origin, you know, uh, by having somebody like Heyman do it. We're not going to get that. So one can only hope. Again, they're not inducting Big Dick Dudley into the Hall of Fame. They're not inducting (laughs) Spike. They're not inducting Dances with Dudley. I get it. I'm okay with that. Those guys didn't have Hall of Fame careers. Right. But... If you fail to acknowledge the Bubba and Devon that existed then, the Bubba and Devon that were, then you are failing to explain what makes their career Hall of Fame worthy. I agree with you completely. It's the fact that they came out of tie-dye t-shirts in a bingo hall and they're the most decorated tag team ever. Right. It's not so much the rise to power. Uh, it's more so like when they were in power. Because it's more WWE pretending wrestlers only exist when they're under contract for WWE. And I don't like it either. So I'm with you on that. Uh, a little bit of news uh, quickly. Speaking of Hall of Fame. 
there is some word that next year, since we'll be at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey, guess who's going in? Cindy Lauper? Close. Who is the beast from the East, formerly of the Jersey Triad? There's some news that Bam Bam Bigelow might be going in. How is Cindy Lauper close to Bam Bam Bigelow? Well, <laughs> close in that uh, I believe that they were in our top ten people who need to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, that is true. That's that is right. True. That's right. We did that list quite a while ago, but it still rings true today. Um, but yeah, there's some word that Bam Bam Bigelow might be going in next year, so that's pretty cool. Uh, so more cool. more on that when it happens. Uh, hopefully that'll happen, and hopefully it won't be deleted. Uh, some things are getting deleted WWE these days. Darren, tell us more. Well, you know, right here, you're talking about Edge and Christian, you're talking about the Dudleys. If you're talking about those WWE feuds, they would be incomplete without Matt and Jeff, the Hardy Boys. And currently, with Jeff on the sidelines, it is Matt leading the way for the Hardy Boys here in 2018. And he is in every bit of his broken glory. He has woken, and he is back at the compound. Senior Benjamin is there, King Maxwell, and Queen Rebby, the piano, Vanguard one, <laughs> the, the dilapidated boat. <laughs> oh, my God. The, the, the lawnmower. I, lo- I, I love mean, all these elements. All these elements make no sense. It's like there's, like, future and magic and like backwoods, like things you would find in a in a, a yard, like some giant, some giant, way too much property to know what to do with farmland yard. Oh man, it's so and, great! And, and the, the beauty of that is all that you just described. That is the that is Matt and Jeff's real life. <laughs> like right. their life is this combination of like redneck. Like rednecks done good, right? Like, who gave these assholes this much money? <laughs> right. And they teeter, and they teeter between magic and demons and backyard wrestling. Like, I love it. I love it. Now, apparently, the internet hates it. The IWC backlash has been incredible. And I don't get it. I don't understand what the true nature of the complaint is. Is it that it's not different enough from what they did on Impact? What is it? You know, what is it? Is it not different enough? Is it too different? It can't be that it's too different. It's exactly the same damn thing. Uh, to me, it was perfect. To see Bray Wyatt walk up to the Hardy compound with the lantern, if it had been eight seconds long and that were the only eight seconds I saw just the fact that I see Bray Wyatt out in the woods then you see the gate with the big H on it that was enough (laughs) then we get Vanguard 1 with the Matt Hardy hologram that would have been enough Rebby on the piano that would have been enough Senior Benjamin preparing the battlefield that would have been enough I we got all of it. I don't understand what the complaint is about. You'll never be able to please anyone. You'll never be able to please... There's nothing that can happen that will please the majority of wrestling fans. No, never. not at all. It can't be done. Um, poor Vince McMahon has found this out the hard way through his entire life. Uh, no matter what you do, it's the wrong thing to do. <laughs> Though typically he is wrong, so that there is that. But it, it's it's just it's hard to do. I mean, this this like you said mirrored a typical uh, Matt Hardy or a Hardy Boy compound match. You know, it 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 wasn't like it was like oh it's like only half as good as it's supposed to be or like you only get like one or two elements. You got everything. It was basically the same thing happening. But I think because people saw that WWE logo. In the bottom right-hand corner of their screen, they were just like, no, nah, man, corporate bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. People and, are rebellious, I man. It was great. Like, to me, it was, now, It's we've been waiting a long time, but it was the proper response. When, when I watched Matt fight Jeff 
way back when on Impact at the compound, and Bray Wyatt's tweeting, you know, and we thought, oh, the Hardys will never go back to WWE, certainly not broken versions of themselves. Then to see on Monday night this Hardy compound, to see this wild, weird, wild world, and then see Bray Wyatt waltz into it, literally to walk into frame, it, it was payoff. Worlds it colliding. Was true payoff. It was. It was worlds colliding. It was Sean Waltman showing up on Raw, joining DX, right. fresh out of the NWO. That's what it was. Now, not fresh, wasn't fast, but it was perfect. I, I dug it. I just want to know where it goes from here. Where do you go from here? Right. What do they do at WrestleMania? Clearly, these two need to be involved at WrestleMania. Now, you and I were there at WrestleMania last year in Orlando, and we saw Bray's mind games changing the ring canvas to look like a bunch of gross stuff that was apparently <laughs> supposed to uh, weird out Randy Orton. Yeah. Didn't do, didn't it it worked so well, he lost the match and Randy Orton won the title. <laughs> yes. But I, I don't know. You've got to do something. You've got to do something in New Orleans between these two. I don't mind sitting in the Superdome and watching a match on the screen. It might be a nice break where I can sit my ass down and sip on my Coca-Cola <laughs> and watch a match on the screen. Have, have a fight between these two in a cemetery in New Orleans. Well, it's just like the uh, the the Hollywood backlot match between Piper and Goldust. That didn't happen in the arena. It can happen right. outside. Also, it's something different. You know, it kind of breaks up the monotony of just staring at the ring. I mean, there's a lot you could do with it. I mean, this is like the House of Horrors match. Uh, the Ultimate Deletion was only it it didn't take itself way too seriously, but like the House of Horrors match did. I, I know I know Vince isn't happy with the outcome of, of the match. So I'm sure there'll be another one down the road at some point. Uh, it's hard to say when. We can only wait and see. But, I, I mean, again, this whole thing is not Vince's idea, so he's, he's not going to be championing it. You know what I mean? So Yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I feel like, you know, this is a time where Bray Wyatt has to respond. I think Bray Wyatt needs to have a House of Horrors match in New Orleans. I agree. Now, now let's get Woken Matt on, on, on Bray's territory. Some big, weird, haunted mansion down in the French Quarter. Some old, some 300-year-old building or 200-year-old building. Eating beignets and uh, all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, something totally spooky. I mean, come on. Like, think about how cool Bray Wyatt's entrance alone was at WrestleMania 30 the last time they were in New Orleans. Now, take it outside of the Superdome. Have it after dark. Make sure that match goes on after dark. Go to the cemetery. Go to an old haunted place. Go to the Bourbon Street. Fight on the street. I, you know? I, 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 I. Have a bunch of people that look like Papa Shango. You know? <laughs> uh, the, man, have have your brass band out in the street marching toward a funeral. Have, so much stuff you could do. Don't just have a wrestling match. WrestleMania... 34 in, in just a couple weeks is going to have a shit pile of wrestling matches. So take the one that that is begging to be different and make it different. I agree. That's not too much to ask. It's not. And speaking of shit piles of wrestling, uh, WWE is going to host what they are referring to as the greatest Royal Rumble. And what makes it so great, Darren, is that it won't just be 30 men. They're jumping... Past 40 and going straight to 50 men. 50 men Royal Rumble. Well, they had to jump straight to 50 because there was a 40-man Rumble oh, yes. one time. So 50 men. 50 men? Well, it's it's, it's the greatest Royal Rumble, so. Well, uh, we will be the judge of that. <laughs> <laughs> Believe us, dear listeners, we will be the judge of whether this is the greatest Royal Rumble or not. I, it's April 27th. It's April 27th, so it's only a few weeks after WrestleMania. It's only a couple months after the Royal Rumble. 
I think it's odd to have this match, have this match be called a Royal Rumble, have this match be called the greatest Royal Rumble, and have it so soon after WrestleMania. Now, granted, this is in Saudi Arabia. This is an effort to extend the product into a market that should provide an enormous return on investment for Vince and company. But from the outsider's view, the internet wrestling community, the WWE network subscriber, your casual USA network viewer, it's like, it's kind of a head scratcher. Well, wait, why are you advertising the hell out of this? How can this be this big? Didn't you just have WrestleMania? Also, wasn't Royal Rumble only like two and a half months ago? I, you know, I'm, I, greatest that you could have come up with a million other names for this. Don't even call it Royal Rumble. Give it some brand new name. You have 400 writers on staff. What? Have them craft a brand new title for this battle royal. No, I I agree completely. It's it's uh, it's like saying biggest WrestleMania or like like uh, yeah, <laughs> bashiest bash of the beach. Uh, so, I, so I don't like that, but I do like that they're having it. I'm very excited to see a 50-man Rumble. But what does the winner get? What does the winner of a 50-man Royal Rumble get? I do not know. And here's another good question. In addition to the 50-man Rumble, it is reported that this show will feature seven title defenses. Then there's no one left for the Rumble. <laughs> Because you're talking about at least 14 competitors for these title defenses. Now, also, that's going to be exhausting for the audience in attendance. Uh, so hopefully all the Saudis will eat their Wheaties uh, for breakfast that morning and um, energize for the long day watching WWE. Now, the best news of all uh, in my personal opinion, is that it is now being reported that the greatest Royal Rumble from Saudi Arabia on the 27th of April, 2018, will air live on the WWE Network. That's very exciting to me. The Beast in the East and uh, other uh, network specials that have become extremely scarce these days, this will be an excellent return. This is part two, I guess of what the network should really be. I would always, of course, have been fine with the WWE Network simply being an archive. There is so much on there. Just this week, they added two years worth of Thunder. WCW Thunder on the network for the first time ever. I'm, I'm perfectly happy paying $10 a month, right, for the for, to have WWE Network as an archive. But if you are going to also sell the network on the fact that you're providing live original programming, then you better do that. And they haven't done that real well outside of like Mae Young and of course NXT. Right. So Greatest Royal Rumble, looking forward to it. it airing on the network gets two thumbs up from me. This is, I mean, this is kind of like those obscure wrestling tapes that would that would surface you know like uh all the like random coliseum videos for kind of like random matches put together that you've never seen before it's like what mr perfect ever fought you know so and so what so obviously it's smart to put it on the network you know so the saudis can actually watch it happen in saudi arabia you know <laughs> so they can get more subscriptions all that stuff it's all about money darren it's all fake bullshit for money all right. Oh, so, there it is. There it is. There it is. <laughs> wow. Well, we I give we were, I, I give the money I give the money answer, and you get all antsy in the pantsy. That, well, actually, you know, normally that's what pops me is the money answer. Uh, or <laughs> what pops but, you? But but right now I'm popping for fake bullshit. So okay. I was. Okay. I was saying, if we were in Pee Wee's Playhouse right now, <laughs> <laughs> word of the day, <laughs> bullshit. We'd have to worry about what Cherry and and Terry and right. 
all the rest of them. No, it's it's all about the next big event, which is just a poster for the next big event, you know. Oh, hush. I, I hush, hate I hate how much press WrestleMania 35 is already getting. And it's like, uh, we have to do 34 first. <laughs> so, at WWE, they, they always seem to get way ahead of themselves. To the point of, like, you think they're forgetting about, like, what what's happening in the immediate future. Because they're, they're already way overextending themselves over what's the next, the next thing next year. But, anyway, so Greatest Royal Rumble coming to a uh, WWE network near you. Uh, but uh, a lot of wrestlers will be needed for that Rumble. There might be two more to help fill that 50-man Rumble. People coming off the shelf. Uh, the biggest name, of course, would have to be Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. OMG. Daniel Bryan cleared by WWE and its doctors to return to active competition. Daniel Bryan, we were told definitively we would never see this man wrestle again. Never wrestle again. Daniel made it very clear he had every intention of wrestling again. If that meant that he had to leave the WWE, get a personal doctor to give him clean bill of health to go sign a contract with Ring of Honor or New Japan or who knows. WWE actually listened to Daniel Bryan as he begged them to give it another shot. And apparently they sent him around the country to many different doctors and he got a unanimous clean bill of health. At that point, why wouldn't WWE utilize him? I think Daniel Bryan might ride in like a knight in shining armor and rescue us all from the doom of a Roman Reigns-led WWE, which we are staring down the barrel of right now. <laughs> He can't be on both shows, Darren. Can't be on both shows. I bet he can. Uh-oh. All I'm saying is there's no way Roman Reigns is not leaving New Orleans as the Universal Champion. Daniel Bryan is the hero that we need. Wow. We need Daniel Bryan to vanquish Roman Reigns. Let us have our cake and eat it too, please. <laughs> well, I mean, I I'm curious to know who Daniel Bryan's first opponent will be. And I wonder if they're going to be quick enough to get him on WrestleMania. I mean, how cool is that to have a re return to the ring and your first match is at WrestleMania and they'd give it him anyone. Show. It will steal the show. Yeah. It yeah. Will steal the show. Yeah. I mean, that that's, that's kind of along the lines of sting fighting triple H in a way. Cause it's, Sting, Sting had wrestled, you know, not for WWE, but it was kind of a return, you know, more or less. So right. Daniel Bryan, kind of the same thing. So, I mean, and it'll it'll be a spectacle, whoever he fights. Hopefully it doesn't involve Shane McMahon at all, uh, <laughs> but it probably will. Um, so that's very cool, and uh, looking forward to seeing where that whole thing goes. I mean, just the fact that he's coming back is very like, because you... He was just so not part of the equation for so long to even consider him when you look at your roster of who do you put together and go, well, shit, now we have this. Now we have Daniel Bryan. That, that, right. that's, that is pretty cool. Uh, another guy that I'm really curious to see who they're going to use, he's coming back, uh, Big Cass. Big Cass of Enzo Amore and Big Cass. Uh, no Enzo Amore to, to beat up on anymore. Uh, Enzo is definitely done with the company, at least for the, uh, the, the very near future. Maybe until this whole thing blows over, uh, I don't know, but, man, Big Cass, Big Cass fought Enzo. Enzo basically <laughs> injured Big Cass, which made Enzo look stronger than Big Cass. And then, uh, Big Cass comes back, unable to get his heat back because Enzo is now done with the company. So that puts Big Cass in a weird situation. Um, what do you do with them? Because uh, it looked like they wanted to maybe throw them into the main event uh, picture, uh, the very crowded main event picture, I might add. There's plenty of people for him to fight, I will say that. It'd be cool to see like a, a big cast Samoa Joe thing going. You know, you know what I would like to see? Only because we are being force-fed 
uh, Braun Strowman entering the uh, tag team match against the bar at WrestleMania. And I, I hate any way that that match ends if it stays that match. Either the week before WrestleMania, have someone come out and say, Braun, we're sorry. We know you're probably capable of beating Sheamus and Cesaro. You beat a hundred other men in a tag team uh, match to earn the right to do it. But according to bylaws, blah, 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 hashtag wrestling logic, uh, hashtag, hashtag fake bullshit. Uh, <laughs> wow, Darren. Wow. There are <laughs> listeners who enjoy the show. Come up with a reason. Come up with a reason that Braun cannot face them alone. Big Cass and Braun Strowman, tag team champions. That's like that's like a Kane and Undertaker as the tag champs, or Kane and Big Show. That would be badass. I, I like that idea because they're who could possibly beat that, you know, right. when it comes to physics. To me, Darren, and I thought of this the last time I watched Raw, which would be Monday, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> there is only one answer to the who would be Braun Strowman's mystery partner at WrestleMania. James Ellsworth. That is the only thing I would accept. Because you would have him still do everything single-handedly. Because you have Braun, who is as big as two guys. You have James Ellsworth, who's only half a guy. Technically, it evens out. He's half a guy. Only, only Braun He's Strowman. Only Braun wrestles. James Ellsworth just sits in the corner every match while Braun wins every match. That's the only way I will accept this whole thing. Not bad. Not bad. I like it. I like it. I like it. Until eventually, of course, Strowman gets in trouble. Ellsworth has to save the day. Strowman starts to respect Ellsworth. Eventually, it's short-lived because Ellsworth loses the belts for him. Strowman destroys Ellsworth, and Braun can go back for the Universal title. I've already booked this in my brain, Darren. It already worked. Anyway, so so that there's that. There's that sidebar. Big Cass, though, would be cool, but at the same time, it would be like, then no one should ever beat Big Cass and Braun Strowman. Because that, that's like four. It's like having four men defend the tag team titles. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. So, I, don't, I think it would be good. I think you need more of that. We need to get back to that in wrestling. That Get away from this 50-50 booking. Give me somebody that's truly dominant. Like, you know, they even do 50-50 bullshit with, uh, with Asuka. You know, it's not actually 50-50. They keep her undefeated, but they've watered it down so much. Oh, my God. Don't get me started. Don't get me started on the poor handling of Asuka. Asuka fights Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss should be the ultimate chicken shit heel because she is such a good heel and because she is so tiny, she should be in fear for her life, cheating every chance she gets, running in and out of the ring any chance she gets, Instead, she is beating the shit out of Asuka for 80% of the match on Raw. Hurts my yeah. heart. Who the fuck booked that? Who booked that match? It made Asuka look horrible. She's An idiot. An th- idiot. That, I mean, yeah, she, she beats. Alexa Bliss can talk English circles around Asuka, you know, every night, any night. You know, obviously in Japan, it's quite the opposite. But guess what? <laughs> We're in America. Um, so already Asuka looks weak in that, that she can't out-promo Alexa Bliss, and then Alexa Bliss basically out-wrestles her on Raw? Who the fuck decided that would be a good idea? Anyway, um, <laughs> so th- there's that, but... I big- think I got you started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. No, no, I, I, again, last Raw, when I watched this match happen, if you want to call it that, um, it kind of got me thinking how poorly this whole thing was uh, going down for Asuka. Uh, so there's that. So Big Cass coming back into action. There's a lot of places to put him. Uh, I could see him doing, if not being a tag team partner for Strowman, which would just, again, be unfair for other tag teams. Maybe having a program against Strowman. The only problem there is you need to start building Big Cass up. You don't want him to lose to Strowman. So. He looks a lot bigger when he's not with other big people, too. So might have to fight, have some people to fight that are smaller than he is. So we'll see where it goes. And that's a lot of information, a lot of headlines going on this week. But, you know, some 
Some cannot be contained in the headline section alone, Darren. Just for those, we have a certain area, a certain segment that we have unanimously decided to call the WrestleMania Roundup. The WrestleMania Drive-By. No, Darren, it's the Roundup. And that's all there is. Okay, so... We're here at the WrestleMania Roundup. Thank you for joining us on the drive-by. So we have some new matches added to the, again, ever-growing WrestleMania card. Uh, So far, 30 matches have been announced. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, we just talked about Alexa Bliss. Uh, Finally, Alexa Bliss, Nia Jax is taking shape. Um, Alexa Bliss, of course, said mean things about Nia. It was caught on camera. And now Nia Jax is a stampeding bull coming Literally. for Yeah, yeah, Literally. coming coming for Alexa Bliss. Now, again to go back to the Oscar Alexa match, um I don't I don't recall if they said it was actually for the Raw Women Champion. It it, it may as well have been for the belt because it was going to end poorly anyway. Instead Alexa Bliss just takes the count out, which is just stupid. Um, if you ask me, Asuka should have devastated Alexa Bliss, had her in the Asuka lock, then Nia Jax come out and leg drop both of them. So it would have been an instant uh, no contest, which means no one wins. Obviously, Alexa keeps her belt, Asuka keeps her streak, and basically it adds fuel to the Nia-Alexa fire because Nia cost Alexa, like, oh no, I had Asuka where I wanted her, you know what I mean? But of course, yeah. it was just Alexa takes a count out because that makes any fucking sense. Um, so we finally get the match, though. Nia Jax, Alexa Bliss. I mean, Nia Jax has to win this match at WrestleMania. Uh, that's that's not official head-to-head. Head-to-head. Not yet, but I'm going to go ahead and say that now. Actually, no, it is. So go ahead and put me down for that two weeks from now. <laughs> well, I, I, all right, well, well, I'll listen to the playback and do so. Because right now I've not constructed that graph yet. Okay. But you agree, right? I mean, th- this is Nia's chance. This is Nia's this spotlight. Is- yeah, this this is Nia's coronation at WrestleMania, beating Alexa. She's the babyface. Alexa's had her moment in the sun. Uh, Nia is chomping at the bit. I think it's yeah, she's got to win again. Not official head to head. Head to head. Nevertheless, official head to head. Head to head. Right, 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 right. So Alexa Nia's going down. Uh, also, a match that I said should not happen uh, <laughs> because it is already happening for the Intercontinental Championship. It is now a triple threat situation. A triple threat match was announced for Randy Orton's U.S. title, Bobby Roode, Jinder Mahal, and Randy Orton. So yeah, so just like the triple threat situation for the Intercontinental belt, that triple threat match happening at WrestleMania, we now have a triple threat match happening for the U.S. title, Randy Orton versus Bobby Roode versus Jinder Mahal. I don't know why, because, again, the U.S. title and the Intercontinental title are comparable. They are the, hey, you're not the world champion, but you're swell, belt. Um, (laughs) So so to have another triple threat match for basically the same title, just on the different show. And, again, I've been saying this for a while on the show, like, don't let that happen. Don't let that happen. It happened. So now another triple threat match added to WrestleMania. Your thoughts, D.B.? Well, you know, you got to find a way to cram people into this show and what better Just have the greatest Royal Rumble happen at WrestleMania. That way everyone gets in there. And then a women's greatest Royal Rumble. And then the next one you call the super greatest Royal Rumble and have 250 people. (laughs) With with all the uh, tone deaf... Uh, tone deafness of, uh, of of being lost in translation. That's what that is. <laughs> no, what what you're seeing here is that that weird, awkward mirroring from Raw and SmackDown this time for the Attaboy Championships. You know, the Intercontinental and the U.S. And yeah, the 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 mirroring stinks. The mirroring undoes. A lot. It does, like, how much I care about it. It does the credibility. The 
just too many, too many gimmicky matches. Too many gimmicky matches. You need to have a couple always. Always. Never don't have them. I don't want to go watch a, a pure uh, pro wrestling tournament or exhibition. But you can't have every match be super gimmicky. And even a triple threat is super gimmicky. In, you know, in modern WWE it is. I can watch an indie triple threat match all day long. But WWE has these formulas which just, man, they stink. <laughs> you know? Wow. They, like, the singles matches are really the way to go in WWE these days because even if there's some similarities, it's like, well, it is just one-on-one. What else are you going to do? Right. But when you have these three, four, five, six man matches or three, four, five, six woman matches and they all follow the same pattern. They become super predictable and less fun to watch. And super hard for us to predict the head to head. Head to head. Winners. They're trying to keep That's us from having, true. they're trying to keep us from having our, our perfect, uh, perfect pay-per-view, uh, which will happen one day. I will only be happy if Jinder Mahal wins this match. Well, it may happen. I mean, you know, for, for the uh, the Indian clientele, the Saudi Arabian clientele, I don't know. Does it make sense? Because that's kind of why I think Mustafa Ali is going to be fighting for the Cruiserweight Championship at WrestleMania. I think it is more that, and I think they'll put him over because of it. Again, I think he's super talented, by the way. A reverse 450, that makes me pop, as Darren would say. Uh, <laughs> Like, like, like a, a good not, a good I'm plate of nachos. Says that. I'm not the only one who says that. Like a good plate of nachos will make me pop. Uh, Mustafa Ali's reverse 450 is is magical, um, but it it will be Mustafa Ali taking on Cedric Alexander for that vacated. It's as magical as nachos. It's as magical as nachos. It will be uh, Ali taking on Alexander for that uh, vacated cruiserweight championship. Uh, 205 Live still still hanging in there. I don't know, man. WrestleMania is the end of the season. Unlike Jason Alexander, who I hear is the reason for the season. <laughs> uh, inside joke. Um, but <laughs> but um, we'll see if 205 Live uh, sticks around after uh, the end of the season, we'll say. Uh, should be interesting. Now, of course, I have to throw this disclaimer out there. I, I, I am well aware that there are differences between Saudi Arabia and, and India. Uh, but as far as uh, people looking at it, I know a lot of people, uh, whenever Jinder Mahal became champion, they were like, oh, it's because they're trying to, they're trying to expand over that direction. So they want someone who, who kind of fits that profile to kind of be the head of the company for a bit or, you know, be, be championed. Um, and I think there was a little bit of that. And there was a little bit of that with a can of Jinder Mahal. However, I do think he was a very good champion. Again, no, oh, I agree, but spoiler alert, Jinder Mahal is Canadian. Oh, no, I know. I'm well aware of that. <laughs> like I said, just fits the profile, fits the profile, so. Hey, man, it's the 21st century. We're living in a globalized uh, reality here. Everybody is from everywhere, man. We're just one big, happy milkshake. Well, I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere. That's the song that you're going to reference. And I was about to say that our globalized milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. (laughs) I was going to say, yummy, yummy, yummy. I got love in my tummy. Uh, (laughs) I was going to reference that, but apparently uh, not, not to be, not to be. Uh, So that's it. Milkshake. Now I want a global milkshake. (laughs) That could be wonderful or horrible. Um, it probably tastes mostly like dirt or Captain Planet. <laughs> wow. Wow. Who is probably comprised of dirt? Uh, you think about well, it. Well, you know, Captain Planet, he's our hero. He's going <laughs> to take pollution down to zero. Right. Well, what else can we throw in here? Uh, Transformers uh, were more than meets the eye, Darren. Uh, some would say they were even robots in disguise, much like Captain Planet was dirt. In disguise, <laughs> according to me. Uh, yeah, we uh, learned a lot. Uh, <laughs> maybe that, uh, maybe that, uh, that viewer survey will get back to Ted Turner thirty years too late. Right. What's this? 
Captain Planet is dirt. What do you mean a green mullet in a, a very skimpy tank top? Because that's what he wore. He, his skin was like a like a blue green, like a like a sea green, but he was mostly naked. If you look at Captain Planet, wasn't he silver? Nah, he had he had kind of a greenish tint to him. Why is that? Is it because because Earth? Earth is- Earth is mostly water. He, I guess I don't know. So he's watery. He was he was an odd tone. He he was he was also, an odd. Also, Ted Turner. Ted Turner in the story is played by Yosemite Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Green mullet. It's a win win. Yes, Mister Turner. Yes, Mister Turner. That that was his boardroom. Planet that varmint. <laughs> Racket fracking varmint. Varmint. There's a word you don't hear often enough. Uh, well, it depends on where you are geographically uh, or where you live. That's the same thing. Uh, so we learned, <laughs> we learned we learned a lot about WrestleMania today and the uh, roundup. We learned even more uh, in the WrestleMania drive-by. <laughs> Don't know what that is. And we hope you learned a lot in general on today's episode of the whole ref and show. Uh, let us know what you learned or what you did not learn. Uh, <laughs> Twitter at ref and show podcast, R E F N S H O W P O D C S T. Find us on Facebook, like and share. Uh, send us a Gmail if you want to, the whole ref and show at gmail.com. T H E W H O L E R E F N S H O W at gmail.com or. Or find us on Instagram at The Whole Refn Show. We keep on piling up the numbers as all of you begin to follow us on Instagram and interact with us heavily on our pictures. We certainly appreciate that. Hey, here's a hashtag to throw on some of your pictures. Hashtag as magical as nachos. <laughs> yes. We'll see you at hashtag as magical as nachos. That's the next WrestleMania. WrestleMania 35 will be WrestleMania... Hashtag as magical as nachos. Well, if, if there's, that's the only way you could possibly follow up WrestleMania Fleur de Lis. <laughs> this is true. Uh, well, we want to thank you for joining us once again, folks, on the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle, the whole ref and show, which, by the way, my name is Perry Smith. And my name is Darren Beasley. And we're going to see you next week for more hashtag wrestle news and wrestle views. Until then, take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. Bye, kids. Wow.